know she's very humble, but Kathy is a superhero, isn't she? Absolutely. We've, over the course of the last week or so, been talking about John Wesley. And Wesley is known as the, the, the founder, if you will, of what is today the United Methodist Church, a prolific writer, preacher, deep thinker. If you read any of his sermons, read any of his books, he delves deep into theology and oftentimes requires a second or third read really to grasp what he's saying. Wesley, on the other hand, was an incredibly practical theologian. He gives us very simple, straightforward ways of applying our faith and connecting with God. We've been talking about Wesley's three simple rules. They're a foundation of faith. Last week, we talked about do no harm. And it would seem that would be easy enough, right? Just simply do no harm. Doctors take the Hippocratic Oath. Before they get to healing, their, their commitment is not to do anyone harm. As Christian people, as much as we have a desire to help people, our first, our first commitment needs to be do no harm. Today, we talk about Wesley's second rule. Oftentimes, that, that is that sin of omission, if you will. We may not do any harm, but do we, in fact, do good? Wesley would say, not only do good, but do all the good that you can. Do all the good that you can. Make a commitment. Now, I know you think, well, those seem very, very just generic. Anybody could do good. Anybody could do no harm. But next week, Wesley comes full circle with that conversation because he says, you know, we are, we are not the Kiwanis or the Rotary Club. We are the body of Christ. And our task not only is to do no harm, do good, but to stay in love with God. Today, as we talk about doing good, we might ask ourselves, well, what can we do? And the reality is there's lots we can do if we will open our eyes, if we will pay attention not only to those around us, but, but those in our city, those in our, our greater reach and community, the world around us. There's lots of good that we can do. And, and one of my joys serving as pastor of Ashland United Methodist Church is that's been your commitment to do good. We've built churches in Africa. We, we have cared for those in need in our community. We have seen those places that we might come alongside God and make a difference, and we've done that. And it matters. See and do. Wesley always finds his foundation in the Word of God. We talk about the Wesleyan quadrilateral. Um, all four sides come together, but they always start in Scripture. And that's where I want to start this morning. We're going to start in the book of Luke, in the 10th chapter of Luke. Jesus is giving us that imperative to love God, to love our neighbor. But then he takes the story to another level and helps us understand what doing good looks like. He says, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. 
Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You've answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. He wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense that you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. That's the story of the Good Samaritan. It's one that you probably have heard. But as we talk about it, it's very easy for us to think, well, sure, you know, a couple people pass by, one takes care of him. Who's really the good person in this? It's the Samaritan. But, but it really helps to understand the context that, that Jesus is speaking to, to understand who each of these characters are and what the implication is, because it will speak, it will speak volumes to us. The Samaritan, one from Samaria, right? I mean, that seems simple enough, but here's, here's the, the, the back story to that. Samaria was part of the northern kingdom, and the northern kingdom of Israel, when Israel split to the north and south, was eventually overthrown by the Assyrians. So the Assyrians come in, and it isn't like they just establish a new government and say, you know, you've got, you've got a new sheriff in town, this is who we are. They loaded up half the people and sent them into exile. And then they brought in as many people as they'd taken in exile and brought them to Samaria. All seems to be going along well, right? Well, it was springtime in Samaria, and the hearts of the young turned to love. And guess what happened next? The Gentiles married the Jews, and the Jews married the Gentiles, and chaos ensued. The Jewish people, the Jewish people thought, oh my goodness gracious, they've broken the law. They are, they are no longer fit to be called people of God. They are, they are at most mixed blood 
mongrel people. I know, we find that hard even to imagine. But, but that's, that's the way it was. That's why Samaritans are looked down upon. I mean, they, are, they, are, they, they still were people of God, but, but the Jewish people didn't consider them to be people of God. They weren't good enough. They were, they were at best second-class citizens. So Jesus tells the story. The first along is a priest. I mean, what, what good-hearted, God-loving priest would not stop and help? Well, this one, he didn't want to become unclean by dealing with, with a wounded person. So what does he do? Rather than help, he just goes to the other side of the road, looks the other way, and walks right on by. Then a Levite one considered of a high order in the faith, comes along. Now you would think, surely he's going to help him, but no, no. He too doesn't want to become unclean by interacting with this injured person, so he goes to the other side of the road and walks on by. But then here comes the Samaritan, one that they considered to be eh, pretty questionable character. But he sees the man in the ditch and takes compassion on him. And it says he cleaned him up, bandages his wounds, took him to the inn, told the innkeeper, here's, here's enough money to get started. If it takes more than that, I will come back and I will, I will take and make right all that you've spent. Who is my neighbor? We know the rest of the story, or at least we know the, the previous part of the story, right? We talk about it all the time. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind, and all your soul and all your strength, and do what? Love your neighbor as yourself. And so Jesus, Jesus is drilling down. It's not just do good for those that look like you. It's not just do good for those that believe like you. It is do good. That's where Wesley comes from. Do good. Because doing good reflects this call that God has on our life. It reflects doing what God has done for us. That contrast of people. We are called. We are called to do good to everyone. We can't be selective. We need, we need to stop being selective because oftentimes as Christian people, we've tended to kind of do that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the person believes. They're still a child of God. It doesn't matter what color their skin. It doesn't matter doesn't matter. Nothing matters except that they are a child of God and Wesley would say, what should we do for them? Do good. Care for them. Love them. Keep the main thing the main thing. And that's loving God and loving our neighbor. You know, a Christian's work is never finished. We we sometimes, as Christian people, get into this formula kind of mindset. 
you know, once I've checked all the right boxes, I'm good to go. You know, Lord, Lord, my, my, my score sheet's filled. Just come get me when you're ready. We never get there, my friends. We are never finished. The life of Jesus calls us to every day, every day, no matter how long we live, to be the Good Samaritan, to care for others, to make that investment in others' lives. Interesting thing happened. Friday, we had a funeral here. And I was having a conversation with, with a person that, that I kind of know, don't really know really, really well, and knew he knew me well enough to know that I was the pastor at Ashland, and, and we did our pleasantries. And, and he said, you know, you do some things other than the church, right? I said, well, I'm not employed anywhere except the church. But, but yes, I do some other things. I'm, I'm involved in lots of different areas in St. Joe, in this community. He said, isn't that kind of weird? I said, for a preacher, that should not be weird. I mean, really, as a pastor, you should be involved not only in the life of your church, but in the life of your community, in the life of the world around you, because that's really what God has called us to do, and it occurred to me. Do you know why I can do those things? Because of you. Because you understand that's what we are called to do. That we're called to be a part of the Pregnancy Resource Center. That we're called to be a part of the nutrition site. We are called to be part of, of every organization in town reaching out and making a difference for Jesus Christ. That's who we are. And as such, as such, you know, the, the, the word disciple isn't a noun. It's not. We can't say, I am a disciple. Well, being a disciple is not about what you say. It's about what you do. It's not about what we claim. It's about how we act. You know, I'm always, I'm always struck by politicians that want to say, I'm a Christian. Really? You know, I don't care what you say you are. What do you do? Does your life reflect that? Because honestly, folks, sometimes we get a really bad rap because people say they are and they don't act that way. And then, then we've lost the ability to really connect with them. We've lost the ability to share that good news of Jesus. And that's our task. When we do good, it's always about meeting the need. Not our need, their need. It's about reaching out and making a difference in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, John Wesley, he understood that. He understood how that basic thought process worked. He could write as intellectual a piece as you could ever hope for, but he understood the practicality of living out our faith. He understood do no harm, do good, stay in love with God. He understood how you and I should live that out in our life. That's why he built hospitals and he built schools. He wrote medical books. He made the faith accessible to each and every one of us. I want to leave you with one of my favorite 
theologians. Uh, John Wesley certainly was there. But but St. Francis, do you remember St. Francis, any of you? St. Francis was a great, great evangelist. And he said this. He said, he said, go and spread the gospel. Go and spread the good news. But the caveat was this. And if necessary, use words. The greatest witness we have is not in what we say, but in what we do. The greatest ability to bring people into a relationship with Jesus isn't what we tell them, it's what we show them. And so my challenge for all of us today is to go and to do and stay in love with God. Let us pray. Lord, we're thankful today that we might spend time together. We're thankful for those simple rules. They're, they sound simple, but truly they're only possible through the power of your Holy Spirit working in our life. May we give ourselves to you and may we go and do in your name 